Man, you're like the Apollo Creed to my Rocky. Yeah? You're always helping me pick myself back up, even when I'm feeling down, or when Clubber Lang, a.k.a. Mr. T, beats the shit out of me, and Mickey dies, and then I go into a depression. You're the one with the tight pants and the converse, and we go running down the beach all fruitily. I don't think I could ever pull off, like, tight pants like that. Well, they were silkies, not tight pants, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, they were, like, like wrestling trunks, yeah. Yeah, but they, to show off our monster thighs and magnum dongs. <laughs> well, with that said. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Bootsy, baby. Bits, booty, baby. This is episode 26 of Cigars and Bars. That, of course, was preceded by episode 25.5, which shout out to Nathan Villains. He came back through. We had a wonderful conversation about hip hop, a little bit about the alien stuff and talking about beats and producers and rappers and it was fun i'm glad you had fun sorry i couldn't be there man it's all good man we'll be doing another one of those probably soon um i'm trying to get sonic j back on with us i was gonna have prince willie tonight but obviously scheduling issues so maybe next weekend i'm not sure we can always try at this point, everyone should know who the fuck we are. I'm your boy Stiz, a.k.a. Babyface Stew, a.k.a. Papa Stew, a.k.a. Pasta Stew, and the girl to my left calls me Poppy Stew. And that sultry voice, as always, is... The one, the only, the forever lonely, Daddy Manny! Daddy Manny is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm back Give it up for Daddy, Daddy Manny. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, bad day, bad day, bad day, in the words of the great Jackie Chan. Yeah? What yeah. about what about your week? You have a good week? Uh, I plead the fifth. Oh, like that? Yeah, like that. Okay, terrific. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and drop one of those in the chat. So, apparently his week was bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, terrific. <laughs> I mean, AEW All Out was great. All Out was fucking wonderful. Before we get to that, I felt that, like, with the weekend thing, I was kind of, like, tired and miserable for the weekend. I mean, Friday night, uh, shout out to my friend Lauren and her now husband, Joey. They got married on Sunday. Mazel tov! Mazel tov, indeed. Friday was her bachelorette party, except she just wanted to go to a bar with a bunch of friends and... Hang out, do some karaoke, and that's what we did, and it was fun. And then after that, I thought the wedding was on Saturday, and when I come to find out that it was on Sunday and I had to work today, which we are recording this on Labor Day. 
yeah, we're breaking labor laws. Facts. My union might come against me and beat the shit out of me, allegedly. <laughs> They're like, you worked on Labor Day? And you're like, this isn't work. We're just shooting the shit. It's a work. It, it, we're not working, but it's a work. <laughs> but yeah, so Friday, like, it was fun. And then Saturday, I don't know. Did you watch Clash at the Castle? Uh, I saw little clips, like, off of TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. Excellent fucking show. Dude, if you have the chance, go out of your way to watch Walter versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental title. That was a banger. All right. That and the main event between Roman Reigns and, and Drew McIntyre, fucking delivered. All right. A lot of people were butthurt they didn't put the belt on... Uh, on Drew McIntyre, but just the way they did it, it was fucking excellent. Didn't he just tweet out he's heading to Hollywood after this? Who? Was it Drew McIntyre that tweeted that? I don't know. I pretty much stayed off Twitter most of the weekend because Friday or Saturday I was able to watch Clash of the Castle, but then Saturday night really couldn't sleep, so I was trying to get some sleep. Couldn't really sleep the whole day, and my leg was killing me because I had a Charlie horse in my left calf. Oof. I know. And so, because of the wedding on Sunday and having to do that, I missed NXT and I missed most of All Out. So I ended up watching All Out this morning while I was at work, and what a fucking excellent show that was. It was long, but dude, the news coming out of that, though. Yeah, we watched that interview together. Well, you had already watched it, but I watched some of it with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, CM Punk won the title, Mm -hmm. which... I'm pretty sure we both predicted that. Yeah, John Moxley was going to put up a big fight, but, you know, at the end, CM Punk is the title holder. I honestly thought I thought Punk was going to end up going heel and cheat to win the title. But what they did in the beginning of the show with the casino ladder match, it paid off at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Which, fucking brilliant. Having the rights to the Rolling Stones, you know, the What's My Name, the Devil Song. Facts. Um, and having... Not MJF, but it's MJF. Yeah. Walk out. And you could tell it is because of the body shape, the pecs. Yeah, yeah. The strut, the but just spray the fact tan that, like, underneath Stokely the gloves. Stokely pulled down the chip before he even came out. And then when his number came out, he literally handed it to him and told the timekeeper to ring the bell. And then people were like, who is that? And then, of course, he went to go pull the mask off and stopped and waved his finger like, nah, no, no, no. Given the sh- nope, it's not going to happen. But what was great is that the crowd didn't even react to that. They were all indifferent. Like, who the fuck is that guy? Who is this man? Mind you, us watching on TV, we, of course, all assumed that's MJF. But people in the building were like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. Although, I have some gripes. Yeah. First off, Kingston's being used as a jobber, and I don't like it. What do you mean? He beat Tomohiro Ishii. He beat him? Yeah, he won. I was drunk by the time that match started, so... Dude, uh, that was in the pre-show. You were already drunk. (laughs) We have an AEW drinking game that goes really... Dude, we had like eight drinks in, like, because we have, like, take a sip for a taunts, stolen finishers, um, heel changes... Uh, all types of like fuckery. heel turns, baby face turns. Yeah, dude, all out last year, um, we had to finish our drinks and a new drink each time. If somebody got uh, announced, like came into the to the show, like so when Brian Danielson and Adam Cole came, that was one drink each. Oh, and because then, it was new debuts. New debuts, and then they both had heel. Well, Adam Cole, you know, 
kind of heel turned real quick. Yeah. And Brian Danielson, you know, we were just like, that's four drinks. <laughs> Dude, that was brilliant last year when Adam Cole came out and he was yelling at Kenny. You remember what you did to me? You remember what you did to me? They turn and kick Brian in the face. That was fucking. But I still brilliant. love you, baby. That was brilliant. I, I hope he gets it. better. Oh no, he didn't kick Brian. He kicked Hangman, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then Brian came out. Yeah, Brian came to Hangman's defense, kind of. Yeah. Wheeler Yuta, uh, you know, I feel is way better at uh, Combat Club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's yeah. The Blackpool Combat Club completely turned that dude around. Like, it made sense for him to join the group, and, like, even getting rid of that rainbow gear and, like, now having the gear that looks like it's got the blood, the blood splatter on it, that shit's dope. Pardon me, guys. Do you think Daniel Garcia is going to beat him for the pure title? You know, after watching that with Chris Jericho and everything, I don't know. If he wins, he doesn't need Jericho. It proves that he doesn't need the Jericho Appreciation Society. I honestly think that's where it's going, to be honest. And so, if he wins purely wins like on his own accord then he can say fuck you Jericho I did it myself yeah like you know uh, the guy from the State Farm commercials fuck you Jumbo I do it myself <laughs> that was from the State Farm commercials well, that was the guy from the State Farm all state all state oh. commercial all state, all state sorry commercial. oh I was are you talking about the dude from Major League well yeah he's a guy from the all state commercial yeah you know you're in good hands Serrano yeah screw I you praise Jumbo you. I'll do it I de- myself I defend you and this is how you treat me? Fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it to myself. <laughs> Dude, Major League was fire, but... Oh, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, so... 80s are gone. I honestly thought Punk was going to cheat to win the title back. Because it would have made sense. Like, after that squash they had two weeks ago, I thought that was the route they were going to go. But then, as soon as Punk won, and he's a bloody mess, and he gets his hand raised, and the lights go out. And then when you heard that voicemail... That was clearly fucking Tony Khan talking to MJF. And he was saying, like, we know it's been a few months and it's hurting the fans. And I know you don't care about the fans, but I do. If you come back at full or at all out, he's like, I'll bite this. I'll bite that that bitter pill and I'll put you in the casino ladder match. He's like, I'm not going to sign you to an extension, but I'll pay you. And then they beep that out. And he was like, but if you don't come back, that's the only offer you're going to get. You're not going to get an offer better than that one. And then all of a sudden you heard that like white noise. like, And then it jumps to a promo of CM Punk from Ring of Honor back in the day. Saying, hey old man, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was proving that he doesn't exist. Yeah. Or convincing you that he doesn't exist. And then all of a sudden you see that that masked figure that won the ladder match come onto screen, turns his back to the camera, pulls the mask off, and from from the back of the head you clearly know it's MJF. MJF. And then he was just like, I'm that devil you know, and like threw his scarf over his shoulder. She popped at the fucking, at just him throwing the scarf over his neck. That was like gold. And then like the fact that his scarf is gold, essentially. All of it was gold. Dude, when his music hit and that place went... That was the first time outside of Long Island that when his music hit, people genuinely fucking cheered him. Well, because even though you hate him, you like him. And you are happy to see he's back to get his ass whooped. You're like, why ain't MJF here to get his ass whooped? I'm tired of seeing shucks. Honestly, the way he left with that promo, and we covered that on this show, go back and listen. (laughs) But... 
The way yeah. he left with that promo and then calling Tony Khan a fucking mark and was like, I want you to fire me, Tony. Fire me, you fucking mark. Like, and then he leaves and he's gone for three Mysteriously months. Mysteriously leaves. And him coming back, we both knew he was going to get a big-ass fucking reaction like that. Yeah, sorry, I was just playing with my microphone here. It's all good. It looks a little weird because it looks like I got like a dick right up in my face. <laughs> I'm against the wall of this place. Um, against the wall with the, just dick in your so, face. So I have some problems with with some of the matches. All right. First off, you stupid fucking dinosaur. How dare you do that to Jungle Boy? So there was a reason for that, obviously. I, I know there's a reason, but goddamn, man, you really hurt Jungle Boy. Dude, that choke slam that he put on the fucking stage, and then when you saw when he was all carrying him to the marks. ring, all, that, all those marks on his back from the choke slam, that shit was brilliant. Well, they had to sell it. I mean, like, they had to make it real enough to feel like this is why he lost the match real quick. Yeah. It's because... You know, Luchasaurus just picked that motherfucker up and, like, like the meteor that took out Luchasaurus' family, came down with a fury. Facts. And a vengeance. Facts. And uh, then he put him through that table at ringside. Dude, when Christian came out and then he got in the face of uh, Jungle Boy's mom and his sister again, that shit was gold. And then his mom just reached out and slapped the shit out of him. And he well, was he, just like, Call okay. me. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking brilliant, yo. Like, Ryan, my buddy, knew it was coming because Christian Cage always turns heel, and when he does turn heel, he's got a big dude beside him, and yeah. who's the only other big dude that's not attached to anybody else? I mean, outside of Powerhouse Hobbs, and there's Powerhouse Hobbs, there was... Well, I mean, technically, Luchasaurus was back with Jungle Boy, Right, but in a sense that he's not attached to anything else, or yeah, like it's it's him and Jungle Boy and, and, and Christian. Yeah, yeah. In that kind of scheme, also, um, dude, it would have been dope if you'd have brought somebody like Brian Cage back to be his heavy. That would have been dope. Yeah. Um, but Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, that all made sense. It makes sense, but what hurts me the most is that while I do have a man crush on Tony Storm. Which means I just have a crush on Tony Storm. Facts. Um, Sheeta is like my number one. And it hurts me to see her get beat now a lot. I have to be honest. Like, I knew Tony Storm was going to win this because she was pretty much lined up to beat Thunder Rosa for the title. And they do that. I know. AEW is pretty good about, like, not fucking over who was supposed to go out, like, on the champ or whatnot. They usually give them their shot. Facts, but. Honestly, I was kind of hoping for uh, Jamie Hayter to leave with the title, but In, they already yeah. planted the seeds for that story with uh, Britt Baker. Yeah, when Britt Baker pulls a ref out and, like, you know, ruins her chance. Like, what are you doing? I'm. It's my time. Yeah. And then she literally goes, you cunt. Yeah, facts. <laughs> I mean, Britt came out with her Pittsburgh gear in Chicago, and that was pretty fire. Yeah. Like, fuck you, Chicago. Well, she's, like, well-known, like, fucking... She's a mark for the fucking Steelers. What else? Um, and, of course, the rest of Chicago was like... You what? <laughs> basically. <laughs> the Acclaimed basically taking on Lizzo and her friend. Dude, the Acclaimed was the most overact that entire night. Like, Bro. Chicago wanted them to win those titles. I didn't think I didn't think they were going to win the titles at, at All Out. I think they are going to win them at that fucking Arthur Ashe show, though. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, sense. Not sense. Uh, 
that makes sense. That, that makes, makes sense. some Russian. Um, <laughs> however, Sen it was makes you. <laughs> in my country, title wins you. Um, it was great because like it was a solid match. Bowens actually looked like he got hurt, or it was a play on his knee. Yeah. Um, Billy Gunn tried his best to help him out. And then Billy Gunn got into trouble for a bit. Yeah. Fucking Bowens. No, was it Bowens or Max Caster that lifted up a... a, a, a that was Max. Max. Which he got a big pop for that. Yeah. Big swerve, just like... No, no. Swerve and... Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I, I, I want to keep calling him Big Show for whatever reason. Because he's like... Oh, well, he's not as big as Big Show, but he's like he looks like Big Show next to Swerve. Yeah. He, 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 and his outfit was like Big Show-ish. Yeah. Like, I just want to call him Big Show. Um, and, like, Max Caster lifted him up. You could see Keith Lee helped him a bit. Yeah, Like, yeah. you could see he gave him that pat-pat on his, like, his 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 chest. Like, I'm going to push off of you. Make it a little easier. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great match. My favorite match of the night, and you're not going to probably agree with me, was the FDR Wardlow match where his daughter comes out and, like, yeah. puts his foot on the chest, breaks his pencil. They, they it, beat up Sanjay Dutt and then... They gave the uh, eight-year-old girl the visual pin on Sanjay, and they're like, that's how you brawl like an eight-year-old girl. Well, <laughs> I was uh, like, that's fire. Well, then he wore that shirt. It's like, fight like an eight-year-old brat. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I knew it was, a, like, a real big work, and they're, they're doing the sponsorship, yeah, yeah. but it's really great. It was good. Wardlow was just, like... It was fun. Like, Wardlow looked like Uncle Wardlow at that moment. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, this kid's cool. Yeah, that was dope. Honestly, like, like I was expecting though. Oh, sorry, go. Oh, I'm sorry. My match of the night was that tag team title match, just because how the crowd felt is exactly how I felt when I was watching it. Because they got me in a, a couple of times where I was like, "Oh shit, the acclaim's about to win the titles." Uh huh. And yeah, that. Yeah. My favorite part of that match was the opening where <clears throat> the acclaimed are coming down and Max Caster's going off, and you can see like Keith Lee and Swerve like try and keep straight face because you could see at some moments oh yeah that bar was pretty dope yeah <laughs> they had their backs to the acclaimed as they were walking out and the acclaimed like fucking max casters just pure gold why you got me in a fight with lizzo and facts. like you could see keith lee have a smirk facts <laughs> like he ain't even mad about that that's funny dude i think the entrance of the night though had to be the house of black Dude, House of Black had the best and best entrance. And I guess what people were talking about was that wasn't seen on camera, but apparently people in the arena saw that when the House of Black was leaving, they all hugged at the top of the stage, and then Alice, or Malachi Black was given a kiss, like blowing kisses to the crowd. So everyone thinks he's leaving the company. Ooh, yeah. Oh, damn. Which I don't know why, because the House of Black is fucking fire. The only reason I could think of is he found out something medically that he can't do. Or he's probably just sick of the politics back there, because we'll get into that too with the EVPs and Punk went off on him. Yeah, this might be a long one, folks, and it's probably going to be a more wrestling-centric podcast. I'm not trying to take over heel face or anything. You're right. <laughs> but I just want to let you know. We it's both just happen to watch AEW. Yeah. yeah. That, but yeah. Um, well, we can come back to AEW in a bit, yeah. unless you want to keep the train rolling, I think. Um, one second, I, I, I think I'm going to throw up. 
you're gonna throw up. Oh no, it's a burp. I just forgot how to do that. <laughs> He's like, I gotta, I gotta burp. That's what happens when you get older. You forget how to burp. <laughs> you're like, the heart. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. It's like one of my faults. I forget how to burp and sometimes have to be Daddy, burped like a baby. No. Daddy, yes. <laughs> no, you don't need to burp me, Katya. It's fine. I just. I, that's why I got so good at hugging so I can burp myself. <laughs> I don't know what it is about my diaphragm. It'll just hold pressure. Uh, like, it's gotta like, like sit up straight and let it all come out of the bed. Dude, oh, okay, so I have a story about that. Alright. Um, story time, folks. I had eaten way too much uh, on Thursday. So, I had a bunch of leftover barbecue that my parents had brought home. And Fire. I, yeah, it was from Rudy's Barbecue. I haven't been there. It's pretty dope. Pretty dope. I would I would suggest it. Yeah. And like it was pretty good, but like it had been from the night before, so I kind of and they left it out for me, so it was good because it's cold in my house and everything. But it was just like it was just like I ate a lot of grease already. Okay. And then my mom was like, "Hey, I'm gonna pick up burritos. I know you got to go to work. Would you like one?" I'm like, "Sure. Give me something refreshing, like a cabeza burrito, where it's not greasy, but it's kind of soft and chewy." Yeah. They didn't have cabeza, so my mom made a tactical decision and got me birria. And anybody who knows what birria is, it's like basically stewed goat's meat, but it's like really fatty. Yeah. And like, they made a burrito out of it, and it was kind of a soggy mess by the time it got to me, so I had it in like three different bags. I put it in the fridge at work. I ate my lunch earlier at work because I didn't want to go to lunch, but then my buddy Aaron was like, hey man, let's go get some Carl's Jr. And like, ugh. Fine, let's that, go. That Bedia burrito was still like was fucking digesting. Heavy. So I just had like a spicy chicken sandwich and some Sprite. Oh, thank there God. There it is. There we go. Um, and literally, <laughs> I had that problem. Like, I ate and like I'm drinking the Sprite. I got the spicy water in me. Yeah. I'm trying my hardest to fucking burp. And it's just building, building. And I don't actually burp normal sometimes. It like decompresses. Okay. So it goes like. Uh, okay. And then like. When it gets to a point of like, all right, overfeel expended, then it's like, <laughs> it just like, and so like sometimes it sits heavy, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna expand, and I'm gonna pop on the inside because I can't fucking burp. Katya, did you know this about your dad? No, I didn't. That'll explain <laughs> a lot of things. That's why I have better gag reflex. <laughs> I think you get that from my side of the family because you got it from your mom's side of the family. I would have fucking stayed. Shots fired. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I've been kind of savage as of late. I've started not to give a fuck. Yeah. And you're pleading the fifth on... I'm pleading the fifth on what happened <laughs> because of that. Um, just let it be known I'm not a liar. Uh, and if you try to assault my character, I will come after you. These are facts. You know, it's funny. Actually, uh, there was a beat that I think I showed it to you. I know I showed it to villains. Uh, it was a beat that Zeus had shown me. Yes. I did that this week. I wrote, actually wrote to it. And I actually have a bar in there that pertains to you being armed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I can talk about last week when I took people shooting. Yeah. Yeah, I have a pretty fast finger. Well, yeah, that's why the ladies love Daddy Manny. Well, ladies love and fear Daddy Manny, because that means <laughs> never the same. 
I beat that shit up like it's like a fucking uh, uh, a drill bag or you know like fluid bag you know like a speed bag there we go speed bag I'm not a man guys I do manage things but I'm only half a man I don't know what sports are I could tell you what like what wrench to use to take off like this weird part but ask me who won the Super Bowl and I'm like football dudes okay terrific sorry folks I'm like half a man it's okay. But he'll still... Yeah, all over the place. Facts. Like a fucking Jackson Pollock. Hold my drink, bitch. And That's I'll say that, too. <laughs> Get me wild up. Just be like, hold my drink, bitch. I didn't come here with you. I said, hold my drink, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you took people shooting? Yeah, yeah. How'd it feel? It was a cathartic release of lead and gunpowder. I know how that feels, because I remember when we went to go shoot that Uzi. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. I know you want to go shooting, but when girls go shooting with guys, usually some guy gets shot. There are a lot of TikTok videos about this, and you know it! The internet is a lie! If the internet is a lie, then what am I? (laughs) I'm, I'm just confused right now. There's been a lot of shit going on. I felt that. And, like, I know we're not going to talk about it on air, but you discussed some of it off air, and I'm just glad you're the man that I know, Manny. Yeah, I think everybody is glad that I'm the man that they know, because it's... The, long story short, folks, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's going to more along the lines of, I went to the state of mind and scumbaggery that, like, my sarcasm now, people have to be like, ha, wait, I got to talk to you after that, just make sure it's not true. <laughs> These are facts. It's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I didn't fuck your wife. It's fine. We only just blew each other. And like, <laughs> Manny, this is a real problem. I have to ask you a question. Yeah, and they're, they're like, well, I mean, he doesn't pull. So, I mean, maybe, mm. like, you know. It might it, be. You just, it's like, is this kid mine? <laughs> <laughs> and, and let it be known to anybody that knows me or are friends with me. I would never cross a line like that ever. Facts. I respect you. Facts. I just fuck the wives of dudes that don't respect. Facts. So, all I'm, all we're saying here on cigars is, you bitches, Yeah, I'm gonna be burpy for the rest of the night. That's cool, man. And we just had tacos, so tacos were great. Tacos were fire. I was, <laughs> I wasn't flirting with a girl at the counter, but I was making her pop. Yeah, was that great. was funny. Had a small coke problem. And I love soda. (laughs) I found the spot. (laughs) So I was trying to pay, and they have, like, the push to tap to pay. And I was like, eh, 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 because I couldn't find it. And then when I found, like, the right spot, I was like, found the spot. She just laughed. Yeah. So, like, I just left it be because I'm like, problems at home. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that was great. Every time we're in the same room together, somehow or another, you always end up popping a woman. Well, I mean, sometimes they just come at me and I just go, pa! <laughs> Can't sneak up on me, baby. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know, yeah. I got the reflexes of like a pimp from the 70s. I mean, we're just saying. You're riches! Well, it's because, like, you're the charming black man and I'm like this, you know, his crazy friend. You're Richard Pryor to my, uh, Gene Wilder. I mean, you already said I'm your Apollo creed to your rocky i'm just in like a 70s and 80s movie funk right now yeah like it 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 makes sense 
Like, I was talking about North Dallas 40, that football movie with Nick Nolte. Which I still got to watch. I've never seen that. It's dated, but I think you'll like it because it's, like, old school football. Oh, okay. Yeah, talking about the shenanigans. Like, some Joe Namath shit. Oh, okay. Like, shenanigans. Dude, 70s NFL was fire. 70s NFL was, like, dope because, like, you had to be, like, clean-shaven, wear a suit. And Joe Namath was, like, fucking hoes and, like... Not shaving his face, paying the $15,000 per game that he didn't shave his face. Facts. Which, like, today's money is, like, 250 k I think. Somewhere in that neighborhood. And, like, he That's got paid... defenses a- were allowed to murder quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And he got paid, like, a million dollars just to fucking shave his face for Gillette, I think. Yeah. And then he even shaved his legs for more. <laughs> oh, that was something that happened this weekend, by the way. So, NFL season's obviously coming up in the next couple weeks. Yeah. And, which, of course, America gets fucking excited about football. So, Lauren's family came down from out of state. And I got to meet a lot of them. And I was talking to one of them. Like, I guess it was one of her cousin's wives. Was her sister-in-law? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it was brother's wife. And she's a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I know. I already have that here. (laughs) So I told her, I was like, I hate to break this to you. And I know there's some Steelers fans that probably listen to us. And they're going to probably be pissed off at me as well. If they get to the playoffs, they're getting knocked out in the second round. That's all I'm saying. For sure. For sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... The the AFC is fucking stacked, bro. Like, in general. The AFC West, in general, is going to be stacked. Justin Herber with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. Derek Carr with the Raiders. Fucking Russell Wilson just got signed to the Broncos. Oh, that's right. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, the West is fucking stacked. Bro. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be like 90s West Coast. You're going to get murdered by it. Fucking facts. Like, I feel like the Raiders are going to end up winning the West, and I hate it. Death Row Records is going to make a comeback as a football team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're in Vegas now, so it's not like... So, so what? They sponsor the Raiders? That's it? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know, man. It's going to be weird. I, I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. The state of the world is a weird place. It's funny. It's sad but true, like the Metallica song. Yeah. I was like, I hate, like, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to upset her, but I was like, look, I'm just being a hundred with you right now. Like if, the, if the Steelers get to the playoffs, they're going to be knocked out in the second round divisionals. Maybe if they get out of the wild card, I think in a weird way, the lions might do better than the Steelers. Uh, I mean, maybe, but they'd have to start off hot this year. I mean, they start off hot the last couple of years. Yeah, but then, like, they were scrappy as shit last year. We talked about that. Yeah, the Lions will fight you to death. It's just that they don't have a lot in the gas tank afterwards. Yeah. And that's their problem. Yeah. I mean, they got they, they still have Jared Goff, yeah? No, didn't? No. Yeah, they have Goff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a man. I, I don't know. I, I, People I, thought the Browns were going to do something, then Deshaun Watson got suspended for 13 games. Uh, free PEDs, right? No, no, no. That was for the whole investigation that uh, he kept getting massages and apparently he was sexually assaulting these chicks. Oh, that guy. Yeah, so like there were like 20 or 30 chicks that came at him and like only like 19 of them settled outside of court. That 
That okay, so like even though I have my own problems going on, yeah. let's talk about the numbers here real quick. Yeah. If one to three women out of five women say you may have done something, that isn't necessarily guilty like off the face. Could be a lot of misunderstanding. But if it's like, all right, every if it's one of 30, these chicks 19 never, to 20 out of 30. But it's like if none of these chicks have ever met one another, have never communicated with each other, but they all have the same story. Like, uh, yeah, you guilty. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all about evidence and like, you know, fucking innocent until proven guilty but like sometimes you guilty sometimes it's like nigga what are you doing man what are we doing here people well no 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 you bring up a good point it's just like how did you get yourself into this mess r kelly is a prime example facts there's no way you can argue the man wasn't guilty facts he he still makes bangers and as a producer his his produced records do do really well but you gotta be like accepting of the fact like you know, In the Kitchen is a great song, but I really hate the fact I'm supporting a rapist. Facts. Bounce, 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 bounce. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Hey, you know, Rick James got into trouble for some shit like that. I'm just saying. Well, no, no, no. Like, did you ever hear the story about how him and his girlfriend kidnapped this woman and kept her as a sex slave for three y- days? Yeah. Shit was wild. Well, yeah. It's Rick James, though. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I'm sure it was a lot more than cocaine. Yeah. But it probably gave him the strength to kidnap that girl. Yeah, I had that coming. Yeah, but Rick James's energy, you already know. Never mind who you thought I was. I'm Rick James, bitch. Hey, you know what? He is my spirit guide. That's your spirit animal. Because of Rick James, Manny likes to... I mean, like, I I, I pluck the bass real, but the boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Why are you holding me funny, babe? No, no worries. I'm just trying to get low like a bass. Like, Give it to me, babe. Flick that motherfucker off. <laughs> My mind was telling me no. So, to come back to AW real Yes, quick, sorry, I went off on a tangent. We did see that post-show media scrum. And oh, apparently Punk mean- decided to bring his AK and just start fucking... Brrrrat! Like, he just sprayed. Oh, no, he wasn't... He wasn't spraying. He brought out the big gun, and he just fired everywhere, and it hit everybody. The whole fact that he's, like, shitting on Colt Cabana, like, and then he's shitting on... it was unwarranted. Like, it was just somebody was in the room that used to be friends with Colt Cabana, and that's what set him off. Yeah, like, fuck your friend. Fuck your friend. Fuck that guy. You know, fuck you. If you're friends with him, fuck you. If not, I'm sorry, but fuck you. what's crazy is, like, 2013, he left WWE. Right. And... Outside of the the Art of Wrestling podcast that he did with Colt Cabana, he hasn't really... like He talked about his experiences in WWE and why he left. But after that, WWE's doctors wanted to sue CM Punk for slander. So they sued CM Punk and Colt Cabana because of their podcast. Right. And then all people remembered was that... Punk apparently there was like a back and forth, and then people, some people were blaming Punk, some people were blaming Cole, and like nobody really knew what was going on. They just knew that they weren't friends anymore, and you know it was whatever. You're not my friend anymore. Punk never publicly talked about it, and then in this post-show media scrum, he did, and then in the process of talking about it, 
he started shitting on fucking Hangman Page and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, like saying that that we have EVPs that run this company and they don't even know how to run a Target. <laughs> oh yeah, because wasn't Hangman a, a manager for Target at the time? I don't know, um, but no, they were. No, he was pissed off because months ago, fucking, uh, when, or actually almost a year ago, or just about a year ago, when Punk showed up, right after he showed up, like a month or two after he showed up, fucking, uh, Cole Cabana's contract ended up expiring with AEW. And so Tony Khan decided not to renew it with AEW, but he did sign him to Ring of Honor. Right. And so he was still paying him the same money. But mind you, you got to think about this. Cole Cabana wasn't really wrestling on TV. He was basically a background character for the Dark Order. Right. He was just like there. He was a a a famous name that helped boost the sales real quick. Well, it wasn't that he was a famous name. He was a friend of the Young Bucks. That too. But you know he had some kind of, not clout, but he had enough. Well, he had clout with like a lot of the indie fans. So like me personally, I'm a Mark, so I knew who he was. Yeah, and what he was doing first, like if you get it, like he got all the indie fans yep. who got all their friends, yep. who then got their friends. Yeah. Which is how I kind of got into AEW. Pretty much. And so once his contract was up, Tony Khan decided not to renew it and decided to sign him to Ring of Honor after he bought Ring of Honor. Well, apparently the Young Bucks and Hangman and everyone was going around saying that Punk was the reason that Cabana got fired. Yeah. And, but they're saying this to guys like Dave Meltzer, guys like Sean Ross Sapp, and all these dudes that are wrestling journalists, and they are going out and reporting this to thousands of people that follow them. So now all those people are going, well, fuck this guy, because he's fucking making people do this, and he's big-timing everybody. But what what these guys weren't getting is that when you're doing that you're fucking making people turn away from your product because your biggest baby face is there yeah you're closing off an audience and and it really it really shows like when you step in your own dick like punk said but if you look at it punk was like punk was like the man who had enough facts like he kept he was a gentleman about it he didn't say anything about it because it was nobody else's business but him and colts or what's his real name stock or stewart uh scott colton scott stock whatever colton colton yeah. Anyway, um, so he was a gentleman about it in a sense where he didn't say much because he didn't need to say much. His business. Yeah. But when others used it against him, and he just had enough, he's like, "Listen, I'm just clearing the fucking air right now because I'm tired of it." Yeah. And he had a great quote about the reason I'm not usually defensive is because it makes you look defensive. Yeah. And he's like, "But I'm just done." Facts. Well, and he like, had his cake and ate it too. He was literally eating cake when he did it too. Like. That's the thing is, the one thing that's like the major glow of, of all this is, as soon as it was done and CM Punk went to the back, apparently the Young Bucks approached him, and from the reports I read, hands were thrown. He apparently ended up hitting one of the Young Bucks, and a security guard during the media scrum was seen running to the back because apparently all this commotion was going on. Now here's where I'm at with this. Eddie Kingston was just suspended for two weeks for grazing fucking Sammy Guevara. He didn't actually pie face him. Sammy Guevara actually came out and said that he didn't actually really touch him. He just kind of grazed him. And Eddie Kingston got suspended for two weeks for that. Right. If Tony Khan wants to be, instead of trying to be everybody's friend, wants to be the boss where he should be, he needs to be holding 
whoever I don't care who threw hands, like Y'all all of them fucking... need need to be held accountable. And if he doesn't hold anybody accountable, it's be a wild house. Oh, dude. Well, people already have seen reports like AEW is like fucking inmates running the asylum. A lot of people were comparing it to fucking WCW in '99. Right, right. I think and you even that's had a not good. About that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to see that because I love AEW. Like, I love that fucking company. And I know Tony Khan wants to do what's best for the fans. And But he he has to really take a page out of Vince McMahon's book when it comes to being the boss. Where Vince could be friendly with you, but he wasn't your friend. Right. I, 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 look, pal, I don't like you. I don't mind you as a person. But as an employee, I have to draw the line. Facts. Best wishes. Doors always open. Good but luck get, in your future endeavors. Future, but get the fuck out. Facts. And I'm just sitting here like, well, CM Punk is his biggest star. Let's just be real. Like, yeah. CM Punk is his cash cow. And, like, the fact that, like, okay, if I'm an EVP and I'm sitting here, or not even the EVP, if I'm the owner of the company and I'm sitting there and my top star is sitting next to me and he is shitting all over the people I put as EVPs, I'd have to cut him off and be like, look, we'll discuss this in the back. Relax. This is not something to be said out loud. Exactly. But the fact that he just sat there and let Punk fucking do it. vent all this out. And then after the fact, he was saying like, well, it's well known that certain wrestlers don't like each other. I just have the ability now to put them in matches and let them settle it in the ring. And I'm like, that's a fucking thin line you're that's walking. That's dogfighting, essentially. In essence. That is that is like on the edge of dogfighting. And I'm sitting here like, bro, you have you're like Punk said it best though. Like there are so many brilliant minds in that entire locker room, but it's a matter of guys have to actually be able to communicate with each other and listen to one another and actually communicate. But when you got the fucking young bucks and hangman going out spreading rumors and saying shit that's like fucking like spreading shit that's not true but when they're saying this to guys that actually report the news of wrestling so they think it's true because they're like we have no reason not to not to believe these guys because they're in the locker room right because like they're the first points of contact essentially of truth facts but now like when you're hearing from cm punk himself and he's going yeah i work with fucking children I'm no. Remember what he said is like I'm old, I'm tired, I'm hurt, and I work with fucking children. Facts, and like I felt all of that. But like everything that he said in that post-show media scrum is everything that like Jim Cornette's been reporting, and like all these guys were talking about. Like it's all friends wrestling, and when you're starting to see that, it's like okay. Here, CM Punk is like letting everyone know, like these guys are the ones leaking this shit. And then I start thinking about all the stuff that's happened throughout the history of AEW. So, like, do you remember when reports were leaking out about how people didn't like Brandy and Cody in the back? Right. And then you come to find out it's the Young Bucks leaking this shit, and it's like, what are you guys fucking doing? And when when Punk said one little line where he's like. Why are you guys shitting on your biggest baby face in the company? We're not in fucking Reseda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm sitting here like everything he said, it was like straight up truth. And it was like, yeah, he needed to get that out. I think as a businessman, not the time or place, but I understand. No, I, I get it. I get it. 
And another part of, uh, in a weird way, so like I think Jade gets a lot. Of, Jade Cargill gets a lot of heat because she hasn't been like a lot of the other wrestlers who ended up having to sleep in their cars and shit like that. Yeah, you know, she's like a weird, not weird, but like her her rise to her uh, her wrestling career was a lot less struggle than almost everybody else's. Here's the thing that Jade got that a lot of these indie wrestlers don't get though. She's a fucking star. Here's the thing. Triple H actually, I just watched an interview not too long ago of Triple H on uh, Jake or on Logan Paul's podcast in Paulson. Right. Every fucking indie wrestler that exists needs to listen to that interview because Triple H put it fucking perfectly. He was like, "Pro wrestling is a lot like movies. If you have a guy with a machine gun in the movie and he's spraying everybody, within five seconds you're desensitized to it because he's constantly spraying it." But if I showed you a scene where it's one guy in a room with another guy and he has one bullet and you're building tension, people are going to remember that scene than the scene of the dude spraying everybody. Right. It's just good theatrics. It's fucking good storytelling. And he's like, people, like he was saying, like, you could have him, like, if you talk to any indie fan and you ask him what their favorite match is and they remember in the indies like some match where a bunch of dudes were doing a bunch of high spots they remembered the match but they don't remember the guys but like they remember fucking Hogan slamming Andre they remember right. fucking Sean and Undertaker at Wrestlemania You're they remember, remember like these matches where stories were being fucking told you're gonna remember when MJF and the do- and CM Punk with the dog collar match Facts. you're gonna remember that Max Caster fucking lifted up Keith Lee. Facts. You're going to remember fucking Chris Jericho. Jericho and fuck Jericho just being Lion Lionheart again. Uh, yeah. Wrestling a, a fucking incredible match with Brian Danielson but then having to cheat to win at the end because he's Chris fucking Jericho. You're going to remember Christian Cage basically saying I'm going to fuck your mom. Facts. <laughs> like but it's that though where like Jade Cargill she understood that the character comes first, the in-ring work comes second. So, like, you have to be able to draw people to come see you work. If you're just putting on a great show for the people that are already in the building, yeah, those people are going to want to come back, but you're not drawing anybody new. They're not going around talking about you in the same light that they would talk about, like, a Brett the Hitman Hart. Right. A fucking Shawn Michaels, a Stone Cold, The Rock, fucking any megastar. CM Punk is in that upper echelon because he gets it. That's why, like, when he comes out and he's spitting a fire promo, like, Eddie Kingston's not... He's the second best Kingston I've been in the locker room with. I ha- I've, like, beating John in, in Chicago, that won't even be the best John I've beaten in Chicago. Like, referring to his old WWE days without actually referring to his WWE days. But it's like... If you're a fan of, of wrestling, you get it, and you're like, oh, this dude could talk you into a fucking seat to want to see him either beat someone up or someone beat him up. That's the point of wrestling. But when the Young Bucks are going out and going, yeah, he's our biggest babyface, but he's a cancer to the locker room, for guys like me who are big wrestling fans, I'm going to watch it regardless. But for someone who's maybe a casual fan... yeah. Who follows the Young Bucks and they're like, oh, they say he's a piece of shit, so I'm not going to watch. Exactly. And that's what Punk is saying is like, you're killing the business by doing that because now you're turning people away from the fucking business. Stepping on your own dick. You're stepping on your own dick. And I'm just sitting here like, what he said needed to be said. 
it's unfortunate, like the way he kept saying it, it's unfortunate that we have to say it. Facts. But, you know. But again, there's going to be people that didn't listen to what he said, and they're just going to go, oh, it's sour grapes, he's a crybaby, they need to fire punk, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, y'all didn't listen to what the fuck the man said. And I'm like, he's putting them on game. Like, look, if you have a problem, come find me. We'll talk about it or we could throw down. But he's like, don't go to these fucking press. And then when he addressed the press and was like, be careful who you get your news from. Remember, we're all humans. And I'm like, he addressed everybody. The press, the wrestlers, like the everybody. He, he basically kind of had a check of like, look, guys, you know how the industry works. Facts. We know all how this works. We're not lying to you. We want your money. You want a show. But, like, at some point, you got to realize that sometimes this show shit isn't what it seems. Facts. Oh, so, man. Uh, I'm not to interrupt you. I'm just like, a, I think I just hit that point where I'm like, I'm too fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's more. I felt that. It's I like felt that. Sitting down has become more uncomfortable. And I realize it's because I'm not doing anything. Yeah. It's literally just all this extra weight I have on my legs. Which, you know, now I really have to get into overdrive because a fucking model, a model. Relax. Relax. I'm not saying more about this. I'm just. You put me in a corner, man. I didn't put you in a corner. Relax, bro. You told me I was going to fight somebody. You know what it's like? You're, oh you, my it's, God. Uh, you know what you said? It's like, yeah, you know what, man? You're a little scrappy. You want to fight this dude? Yeah, cool. And then, like, <laughs> you know what it is? It's Mike fucking Tyson in the ring. And not not Mike Tyson where he stands now. Who it's still, not even that serious. Relax, It's bro. fucking, it's Iron Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's Mike Tyson getting, like, brought to the ring in handcuffs, Mike Tyson. And I'm supposed to be up against this motherfucker? It's not even a guarantee, bro. Relax. I know it's not guaranteed, but it's... it's you put me in the league, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wants to take on Butterbean? I know a guy. <laughs> well, Bart Gunn knew a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would never put you in a position like that. Fucking relax, Manny. I gotta go through the Rocky training, you know, like... Dun, dun. <laughs> Fucking like chasing chickens and like doing like dick push-ups and shit. Yeah, you know, like you know, it's just my my whole junk doing the whole Rocky scenario, like from Rocky uh, Six. He's like, you know, all there is to know about fucking, so I don't need to tell you anything more. Relax, bro. I just wanted you guys to meet. I'm not trying to get you to. It's like that fucking movie, uh, Fun and Dick and Jane. Indicted, indict, model, model, model. <laughs> um, and it's not a brag, folks. I'm just. I'm really glad to have friends, but like, Perfect. you know, remember that line in Top Gun? You're writing checks, your body can't cash. I know my body can't cash this shit. Relax, bro. It's fucking one more round. Get up, ya bum. I made the mistake of showing him a picture. You put me in my own head. I put you in your own head. Now you I'm going to have to like go to the- out of your own head for a you little bit. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to take like four weeks off and come back looking like a Giga Chad. <laughs> <laughs> a Giga Chad, bro? You want me to stuff a model? I have to inject myself, too. That was bad. I'm sorry. That was terrible. That was come on, man. That was terrible. And I stole that from a fucking okay, uh, TikTok terrific. I saw about if I can't bench press 225 pounds after Thanksgiving, you know, that uh, before Thanksgiving, that turfy is the only thing getting injected. 
It's not even that serious, my dude. I know. I just wanted to make a funny of it because I felt like we were going not... I, I mean this in the best way, folks. I know you come here for the jokes. And we got real serious on wrestling. I know this isn't heel face. So like, I wanted to like you know lighten yeah. it up a little bit. Well, I mean, we, I just wanted to talk about AEW with you just because, you know, we both... A&W. AEW. I was going to say... root beer. Relax. Simba. Why the fuck did you just hiss at me? Simba hissed at you? Oh. <laughs> I was a bit concerned because, like, there's a little chihuahua right by my legs, and I heard a hiss sound. I'm like, this oh, motherfucker... No, that was Puma. She's right there. She mad as shit, man. Uh, she's happy. I just got her some new food. That didn't sound like happy. <laughs> of course, but like most girls, she's she upset. She probably wasn't and even you hissing at you. She's probably hissing at him. Well, like I said, you know, like most girls are always fucking mad, but you give them a little food and they calm the fuck down. Yeah, I know, right? She was a little hangry. <laughs> I'm not at, mad at you, but you are like going to receive my anger right now. Yeah, she's like, you're the nearest target. You're oh, bitches. Better recognize. Um. No. So, one thing we did we did uh, kind of talk about off air Jeez. that I didn't know, but you brought to my attention that apparently that new series that they're doing on Hulu for Mike oh, Tyson. Oh, yes, yes, Mike. Mike, apparently Tyson has nothing to do with it. Like, as soon as I Googled it when we were talking about it, I started seeing there's a bunch of people boycotting Hulu and... Apparently, Hulu tried to offer Dana White a million some dollars for something to promote it, and he was like, "No, I'm not doing that to one of my buds." Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Fuck you. Yeah, that's why I developed the UFC. Yeah, and like apparently they duped the WBC for to let them use titles for the show. Yeah, and like WBC thought Tyson was going to be involved in the show. Yeah, is he cool with it? Yeah, cool. Yeah, and like apparently the fucking guy who created the show, ironically named Steven Rogers. So Captain America's fucking pissing off Mike Tyson, apparently? Well, remember, if you realize that the origin of Captain America, Captain America came to be over the uh, lives of black men. Uh, If you actually go into the lore of Captain America that they fleshed out, not the lore that was originally done in the 40s. Facts. But, like, you know, the fact of the matter is, is they basically stole his life without having to pay him a penny. Now, here's two aspects of it. There's the moral obligation and the legal obligation. Legally, if they don't have to pay him, they're not going to pay him. That's just how this shit works. Facts. But morally, you should throw him a bone. Oh, most definitely. Like, you're talking about him and his life. Like, he should be getting a cut of this shit. I mean, like, Michael Jordan made $10 million off the last dance. Facts. But it's Pippin and, and... But and, technically, Mike was the one that was creating it. Like, Jordan was the one creating the last dance. And right. He was the one that was directing where that docuseries was going. Yeah, and Scotty Pippin and, and, and Dennis Rodman didn't see shit from it. Yeah, which is whack. Well, I think Rodman got a P... Or maybe... No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's told, he talked about it. But he ain't even upset because he knew what was going on. Yeah. Well, it was Michael telling his side of the story through everything, basically. Right. This is how how I felt, and they just only had them there to be like, "We're not biased." The memes that came from it, though, they're great. And I took that personally. <laughs> and, and I took that personally. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I don't know, Rodman, they, they gotta do Mike Tyson right, man. Well, I mean, first off, like you just, it's just kind of morally fucked up. Oh, most definitely. I, but. To be understand, from there's a business a, aspect. It's like they don't got to do shit. Yeah, from business aspect, they don't. Like, how many documentaries and historical movies are there that they don't have to pay rights to? I'm not talking about historical figures that are dead. I'm talking about like 
at the time, like Elizabeth Thatcher, I think, was still alive when they made the movie about her. I might be incorrect on that. But again, people of the Soviet era and things of that nature didn't get paid for. Yeah. You know, because they don't have to. Yeah. It's just that when you get to a certain point, you got to think about it. Like, as a businessman, I don't. But there's different leagues of people. Like, no one's going to pay Donald Trump for a Donald Trump documentary. Right. But a Mike Tyson but documentary. Donald Trump would go out of his way to make sure he got paid, though. Yeah, he's got the business acumen to do it. He hasn't sold his rights away. Yeah. And his lifetime rights expired. Unfortunately, Mike, one, of Mike, uh, one of the problems is Mike Tyson's lifetime rights had expired. Yeah. Which is so weird to me to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, as long as you're still alive, like, your rights should still be your rights. That's what I would think. It's but weird loopholes, man. Loopholes like a motherfucker. I mean, that's why George Lucas made a shit ton of money is because, you know... The, the studio thought that he was this wasn't going to make money, so he said, "Hey, I want all the merchandising rights and everything else." And they were like, "Fuck." Do you think Mike Tyson can knock out Captain America? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I Even mean, with Mike the super Tyson soldier could, serum and all that shit. Okay, so like, if we go to like the Chris Evans Captain America, yeah, he could probably beat oh, the fuck yeah. out of him. Oh yeah. If we're talking about Captain America fresh out the oven, no. I think he would still be too juiced up. Yeah. But he could put a hurting on him. Oh, yeah. Even though, like, he's somewhat superhuman and he can take explosions and things like that, it's Mike fucking Tyson. Facts. The man knocked out a dude within, like, 30 seconds. And as a guy was knocked out, falling to the ground, punched him five more times in succession. On his way down. On his way down. Not like him following. It was like, pop, 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 pop. And then he realized that he's down. Like, yeah. he's going to, oh, shit. Like, I don't need to hit him anymore. And he stops. Yeah. It's Mike Tyson. I mean, yeah, he might consider all his belts and trophies trash and garbage, but I still won't want to take a punch from Iron Mike. I don't care how old he is. Dude, the fact that Roy Jones Jr. survived, like when they had their, their fight, I think it was like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Dude, when Tyson was fighting him and like he was still hitting fucking hard. Yeah, the impact. You could see it. Like you could see it and you could hear it. It was like, again, like... Rocky. I was like, how the fuck did he not kill Roy Jones Jr., yo? Well, it's like the, the training scene from Rocky Balboa where he's like, you know, you can't dance around the ring, you can't jab, you can't... You literally have to hit him with pure, raw, like, uh, uh, blunt force trauma. Oh, and, and, and And that's what Tyson has. He, he's quick, but he ain't as quick as he used to be. And he can move, but he can't move like he used to. But he's, like, he's not as quick as he used to be, but he's still pretty fucking quick. Right. But what he has, and he still has, and he's always had, is blunt force trauma. Oh, facts. Like, he, you going to remember every time Mike Tyson hit you. Oh, Like, facts. I bet there's fighters, like, I can't remember any of those punches, but there's other fighters where it's just like, I remember every single hit he made off of me. Oh, yeah. And, like... Dude, Tyson was and is still a fucking beast. He's a destroyer of worlds, man. I like honestly, if we heard a report that Tyson showed up to like the Hulu headquarters and started knocking people out, I'd be like, "Look, I wouldn't do that if I was him." But I understand. Legally standing, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I approve it, but I understand. I understand. I hope to have good insurance. Facts. <laughs> I wonder if you can get specifically Mike Tyson insurance. <laughs> Hi, Mike Tyson. I'm offering you Mike Tyson insurance. You ever afraid that one time you might bump into me and spill my coffee and I get real mad and punch you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> and you realize, you know, I didn't think about it, but that's actually something that could happen. The odds of it happening, but 
being like that one guy who's on his phone and bumps a dude. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to spill your coffee. Motherfucker. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you hear that list before you recognize who it is, and you're like, I'm dead. You're like, ah, oh, shit, hot. <laughs> Just a commercial goes to the doctor's office. Hey, doctor, is there anything you can do? Well, actually, ma'am, th- thank goodness your husband was a very, you know, financially sound man and cared about his family. He bought Mike Tyson insurance. And then Mike Tyson's like, new insurance just in case you fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> Lady, I'm sorry I punched your husband. He spilled my drink. It was a long line at Starbucks. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to like that. And the guy calls out his coma. Holy fuck, I just met Mike Tyson. <laughs> Stay the fuck down, man. I'm still upset. <laughs> like, Stay the fuck down, but I'll sign whatever you want. Don't put it on the internet, though. Don't put it on the internet. If Ty- I don't I don't think Tyson's one of our 10 listeners, but if he does listen to this... We respect you. We respect you 1,000%, and, and I we would will pay. help you get this insurance business started. <laughs> I would be one of your first founding members, because like, I'd have to have a punch card. Manny, every time you say something stupid about me, I'm going to punch this card. And on the 10th punch, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> every 10 punches, you get a punch. In fact, I'm going to pre-punch some of these sons of bitches, because I know you... <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, that's going to end up leaning into that sitcom you were talking about about your character. Oh, he just yeah. happens to know everybody, and now he knows Mike Tyson, and he's like, "Because I know you, you're going to get all, you're going to get at least six punches in your card. You got four left." Hey, you know, Mike, I'm sorry about everything in the past. Um, we, I know we have our issues, but I want to know I respect you. I'm punching you to sixth already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say nothing stupid else. <laughs> Just have a fancy scene. I'm on a date, and just all of a sudden, I'll be right back. Is that Chris Jericho? You motherfucker! <laughs> you trout slapping some bitch! Cuts back to another scene. I'm just standing in line for a hot dog for whatever reason. Like, hey, could you mind holding my place? Fuck you, CM Punk! <laughs> How are we gonna get through this traffic? I called in a favor. It's Jamie Foxx of a limo. I told you never to call me again. I'm telling you, don't, don't ever call me again. Not on this number. Hey, I saw the day shift. It was a pretty good movie. I said shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're not friends. Well, we've been going for over an hour, my dude. Uh, what do we want to call this episode? <sighs> Mike Tyson's insurance company. <laughs> punch out punch card? Punch out punch card. You know what I might call it? Punch out punch card. Yeah. Episode 26 of Cigars and Bars. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever afraid that I'm Mike Tyson, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Buy my insurance. And for those of you really know me and upset me, I have these pre-punched cards. Cause you got punch coming your way. Just have to put in the commercials. What did you say, nigga? Don't get knocked out by <laughs> bad decisions. Mike Tyson insurance. <laughs> Tyson, if you're listening to this, hit us up. <laughs> Just not in the face. Facts. Where can they follow you, Manny? They can follow me at guy underscore in underscore glasses on Instagram. I had a Snapchat, but you bitches ruined it. Facts. Uh, he put his government on one episode, then all of a sudden bitches started flooding his shit. He deactivated said shit, and then bitches started flooding my shit. And I'm just not okay with that. And if you see me out in public and I got a black eye, it's because Mike Tyson found me. Facts. And, I, you know... If it's on heel face, I'm usually yelling at people. But we're not doing heel face. This is Cigars and Bars. So if you want to follow your boy, Babyface Stew, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, you can get some of these jokes. But I'm going to keep the same energy I always keep. 
I don't need your titty pictures, your ditty pictures, your fur daggers, or your fucking sick invite messages. Bro. I don't need your, Manny didn't contact me, so I'm going to hit up Stu to see why Manny's not answering his phone because I... Because Manny's doing cool shit with models, apparently. Yeah, facts. <laughs> not yet, but we're trying to get there. And Manny, relax, bro. Well, I had that Kanye energy. Because I'm Kanye West, and I'm doing cool shit. <laughs> Don't send that shit to me at MCStizza26 on Snapchat. You can send that shit to Zeus, get left on red, and most likely screenshotted. But if you do want to follow the show account, CBWMNS on Instagram. That's where we post clips of the show. You can click on the link and fucking listen to us and come get these jokes. Come hang with your boys. I'm going to try and bring back the sock of the week. Facts. Uh, I know one of our listeners is very upset. Facts. They want the socks back, but this has been episode 26 of Cigars and Bars. Punches and bunches. I'm the greatest. We love y'all. See you next week. I love you, Mike Tyson. <laughs>